Welcome to Pick Up and Deliver, the podcast where I pick up my audio recorder as I head out for a walk and deliver an episode to you while I stroll around. I'm Brendan Riley. Well, good afternoon, listeners. It is a beautiful Friday here in suburban Chicago. I'm taking my daily constitutional, and I thought I would chit-chat with you a little bit. The, the, cl- the sky is clouded over, but it is bright. We've had a lot of snow in the s- suburban Chicago in the last uh, week, so you'll hear my feet crunching through snow most of the walk, I imagine. There might be a few places where people got the sidewalk clear enough that it's dry, but for the most part, it's going to be snow and ice under my feet. Here's hoping I don't fall down. Well, it is February 12th, so we're just around the corner from the enforced romantic, the enforced celebration of romantic love, at least in America, that is Valentine's Day. Now, me and mine have never really made a big deal about Valentine's Day. We usually buy a little chocolate, maybe a card, but we don't generally go to a fancy restaurant. Not that we could right now anyway, you know, what with the plague, but generally we're, uh, we tend to not make a big deal out of this holiday. But it occurred to me that it's been a while since I had done a holiday-themed episode, and so now is my chance to reflect with you on board games that go with the holidays, and thus I present to you Board Game Sommelier Valentine's Day. For those of you who are new to the podcast and haven't heard one of these episodes before, the Board Game Sommelier is a semi-regular episode theme that I will do where I pick a topic and I offer to the listeners a film or a book to read and then an accompanying game to go with it. The idea is just to uh, kind of riff on a topic and think about how games and other forms of um, media, literature, and films uh, connect with that theme. So like I said, today's theme is Valentine's Day, and I've got three different elements of Valentine's Day that I thought would be interesting to think about. Uh, The first is probably the most straightforward, romance. Now there's oodles, endless oodles of movies about romance. So thinking about um, romance movies that I enjoy, uh, one that I think might make for an interesting pairing would be, I really enjoy the Richard Curtis movie, Notting Hill. Now Notting Hill is an interesting beast because the uh, characters in it are not great. Uh, Your main character is well-meaning, but uh, slightly indecisive. And his romance, his love interest is just not great to him. She's really not very nice, but she's dealing with her own problems as well. Nonetheless, it's a, a film I really enjoy, and I like the story a lot. So I will offer Notting Hill, starring Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant, as the romance, a romance movie of my choice that I would suggest. So then I was thinking about what game would go with that. I mean, it feels like the game that most strongly connects with it is Fog of Love. Fog of Love is a strange little game. You can look back through the archive. I'll put a link in the show notes to hear my thoughts on the game. I've played it a couple times, and ultimately we didn't like it enough to keep playing it. But it's an experience unlike almost any other. It's part storytelling game, part cooperative or collaborative uh, strategy game, in which you're drawing these cards that have event names, and each person has a character that is defined by certain personality types. So you might have a character who's arrogant or who's cuddly or, I don't know, you also have careers you're pursuing and different ideas. And the the idea is that these are storytelling prompts and you share anecdotes about things that 
shape the romance life between these two characters. The idea is that while you're playing, the two characters represent different parts of a romantic comedy movie, and you're trying to, you know, sort of bring that romantic comedy to a reasonable conclusion. The game is a little uneven, and it's got a weird sort of dual set of motives. Sometimes you have the same goal as the other person, sometimes you don't. Often you're trying to have your character, sometimes you don't want your character to end up together, or you value your career more than being together. And if your career goals end up lower than your romance goals, that's not a big deal, or that's a bad deal. But you could, say, stay devoted to your career, and if you have the other person willing to make sacrifices, then you can stay together. It's a weird game. The big thing that they stress in the rulebook is that you're not playing yourself, you're playing these characters, and it's supposed to be a romantic comedy movie. Ultimately, it wasn't for us, but it's an interesting experience. If you get a chance to play it, I do recommend. That's Fog of Love. Seems to me a nice accompaniment to Notting Hill. There were a couple other romance-focused games that I was thinking about, including there's a two-player abstract game where you're working with the other player to make patterns called And Then We Held Hands. Haven't played that one myself, but it looks interesting. There's Pursuit of Happiness, which is sort of about life in general, but a big part of that is finding a romantic partner. And then finally, there's Village, or My Village. Either of these have, as a strong element, the development of a family and a community, though romance isn't really isn't really part of it so much as family. That's the uh, my recommendation for romance. All right, the next one I wanted to offer, I want to think about this holiday is named after St. Valentine. Uh, St. Valentine is a possibly apocryphal figure or possibly melded between a couple different real world figures who were martyred supposedly for helping Christian couples get married, according to my brief web search in AD 270, um, and was beheaded. So I was thinking about how to translate this into a game, or what this theme had to do with it, and I was thinking about being willing to go all the way for things you think are important. It seems like a romance movie that really fits that, or a valentine theme movie that fits that description would be Romeo and Juliet. I would suggest the Leonardo DiCaprio, um, Claire Danes joint, uh, directed by Baz Luhrmann, Romeo plus Juliet, which is a stylized 1990s Romeo and Juliet takes place in Miami. It's super crazy. Lots of weird gunplay and uh, dramatic sequences, but a, a good telling of the story nonetheless. And it includes uh, the rebel priest Pete Postlewaite, who helps them get married when they shouldn't. There's your connection to Romeo and Juliet. And they're willing to push, push their luck to the very extreme in order to get what they want. That said, I don't. a romance game did not easily translate here. But I did come up with a game genre that fits well, and that's Push Your Luck. There are two Push Your Luck games that I recommend when people are thinking about whether to push their luck or not, and those two are Ink and Gold and Deep Sea Adventure. In both Ink, Ink and Gold and Deep Sea Adventure, the rewards for pushing a little bit further can be incredibly high. You can win the whole game of Ink and Gold by going one or two spaces past when the last person retreats, and you get a couple lucky cards. But that's always the risk. You can always lose, too. It's a great, delicate knife edge that you're walking. Deep Sea Adventure is even more cruel because you have these dice uh, affecting you and sometimes the dice just really kick you in the face and you just you don't get to move at all. It's, uh, it is a brutal, brutal experience if you do badly, but when you do great, it's really exciting. Both of these games involve pushing your luck, sort of saying, here's what I want, I'm going after it, I don't care if it's risky. It seems apropos to me. 
So that's my that's my recommendation on Push Your Luck. Yeah, I would guess the um, honorable mentions on these would be games where it's about trying to outthink the other people, which is sort of something Romeo and Juliet do as well, that they try to trick the others with this poison gambit, sort of like Skull or Perudo, which is also called Liar's Dice. Either one of these have the same element of trying to use this um, mechanism in which you're trying to read the other players and decide when they're bluffing and when to call their bluff and when to push on toward victory. So, um, yeah, as I think about St. Valentine being beheaded for letting, helping people get married, it seems like Perudo and Ink and Gold and Deep Sea Adventure and uh, Skull are all games that are kind of about that same thing, in a way. And then the third theme that I wanted to talk about today in the board game sommelier Valentine's Day episode is corporate greed. As I mentioned, Valentine's Day often discussed as a corporate greeting card type holiday where the cultural conversation about Valentine's Day promotes it as this day in which you're supposed to demonstrate your romantic love to your partner by spending a lot of money on an expensive dinner and and flowers and candy and cards and presents or whatever. Um, And this seems like a particularly uh, corporate push February being a month when there isn't otherwise a lot of spending, the rise in commercialized Valentine experience, the idea that you would buy Valentine's gifts for other people other than your romantic partner, uh, all of these things result in a cacophony of consumer spending just because we are kind of told to. So I was thinking about corporate greed as a theme. (laughs) You know, again, this is a theme that a lot of films and books have been about. But if I'm going to urge you to read a book about corporate greed, I'm going to urge you to read the incredible tale of the 2008 market crash uh, written by Michael Lewis, The Big Short. Now, they did make, I thought, a pretty faithful adaptation of the film, or of the book in a film with the same name, starring Steve Carell and several others. But really, the, um, the book is a phenomenal discussion of the way that some people were able to see what was going on in the market and the way that the market itself was set up to just ignore the signs in favor of endless churning of money uh, at the cost of a lot of regular people. So uh, I would say the big short is your read or your viewing for that theme. As for a game that encapsulates that theme, sad to say there are tons and tons of euros that are about uh, corporate expansion, but most of them are not actually about rapacious corporate rapacious capitalism at least explicitly but there are a couple that i would recommend as being pretty interesting uh netrunner of course features half the time you are playing rapacious corporations with explicitly uh, malicious activity so that's great Uh, another one would be imperial 2030 this is a game where you are uh, world level oligarchs buying and selling shares in countries and if you control the country then you can use its soldiers and its resources for your own good, pillage it like a Wall Street corporate raider, and then scoot on out of there to leave the country in economic ruin. Um, And the third one I wanted to mention is a game I haven't played, but seems like it fits here. That is Food Chain Magnate. Food Chain Magnate, of course, another uh, well-known game from Splatterspielen, which is about, well, running a food, a fast food chain. But the the coverage of it and the rules that I've looked at about the game, again, focus on this idea of merciless, cutthroat, 
um, discussion or merciless cutthroat capitalism in which you are doing your best to cut the knock the knees out from under your competitors you know they build up a healthy network and generate large public interest in hamburgers and then you build your hamburger shop slightly closer to the people than theirs was and you steal all the business that they've ginned up supposed to be an incredibly cutthroat game so much so that i haven't played it and i don't know that i would want to uh it wouldn't surprise me if at some point i played it just to see what it's like but not not really the kind of game i super enjoy so those are three games in one book about merciless capitalism which feels to me like the third theme of saint valentine's day the theme i did not cover which maybe i'll talk about here just for a moment is uh Maybe the fourth fourth theme of St. Valentine's Day would be the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, a famous uh, mob slaying in Chicago during the height of the Prohibition. Of course, if you wanted to watch a movie about that, Elliot Ness in The Untouchables would be a good start. You could also watch The Godfather or The Godfather Part Two for stories of gangland slayings and the kind of merciless activity that people pursue in those lines. Uh, In terms of gameplay... Probably games like uh, Mafia de Cuba or the God, uh, Godfather Corleone's Empire would be games that engage in that same theme. That said, I don't know. There's also uh, Bootleggers, which came out recently. That said, I don't know enough about the history of the St. Valentine, Valentine's Day Massacre to really know what happened there or to be able to direct, direct you very reliably toward uh, thematic integration of that idea. So I will leave that for your own research. And I will say, I hope that this was a productive and interesting episode for you. If you have a a Valentine's-related game that you think I should have mentioned, or a film that you think would fit the theme pretty well, pop over to Board Game Geek Guild 3269 and share it there with the other listeners of the Pick Up and Deliver Guild. With that said, thank you for joining me today. I hope your next talk is as pleasant as mine was. Bye-bye. Bye. Rattlebox Games.